my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to another episode of Big Money Energy, where we talk to super successful and self-made people to find out exactly how they did it, how they went from nothing to something. I'm Ryan Serhant, and today I'm joined by the one and only Fat Jewish, also known as Josh. True story. I haven't been able to read his name off a piece of paper without laughing. This guy. We talk about what it was like to be the world's first influencer, crowdsourcing his baby's name, how he manages to have a private life despite being a walking media brand, and how he went from posting memes on Instagram to revolutionizing the liquor industry and changing it forever. Let's get into this. You're going to like it. Welcome to another episode. Today is super special because I'm sitting down with one of my most favorite, favorite, favorite people. He is an absolute legend and is an amazing entrepreneur as well. And I know 
he probably doesn't want to talk about it that way, but but I definitely want to get into the details of how good of a business person he is and how he's not just a guy who's a social media personality who's built an entire kind of empire based on humor and making people laugh. I don't really know how to describe him, so I'm just going to say welcome, Josh Ostrovsky, a.k.a. the Fat Jewish. Just close your eyes and like what comes to your mind? Your mm-hmm. body. Yeah, thank you. Which See? Is most of the time. Yeah. And then Amelia is like, why are you making that face? I'm like, I don't know. I can't get the fucking guy out of my head all the time. I appreciate that. A few details because they're important for, for this business podcast. Uh, if you don't know, Josh is in every sense of the word a master entrepreneur. He's a social media mogul, actor, influencer, investor, plus size model. Uh, are you Are you about to have a baby? Yeah. Is that real? That's scary. Okay, we'll get to mm-hmm. that. Uh, many of you know him from his Instagram account, The Fat Jewish. Uh, back before, like, everyone had an Instagram account, right. right? It was like, boom. Like, you, I think you invented it. Did you invent Instagram? I think I was the first influencer. Yeah, I think so. Which, like, sorry, but also not, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, so. what have I done? Yeah, like, this thing has gotten really out of control. Yeah, you're such a dick. Yeah. He's also the co-founder of Swish Beverages uh, that you'll know from Babe and White Girl Rosé, which was then acquired by... Anheuser-Busch InBev in 2019, which I definitely want to talk about. You're super funny. You're super influential. Everyone, I feel like people have now at this point, is it weird to know that people have grown up with you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, do people come up to you and they're like, oh, God, dude, I was following you when I was seven. Yeah. And like a lot of them have like children now. And they're yeah. like, can you hold this baby? Let's take a photo with, you know, yeah. with my. It's not know. just like the girls and the dudes in college anymore. No. Like they have jobs. No. Now. It's like a couple in Brooklyn will be like, we take a, you know, can we please take a photo with my son, Atticus, and my other son, Atticus. Yeah. And they both, <laughs> the children have beards somehow. Yeah. They're like, they're all, all in Brooklyn. Totally. Yeah, super expensive. They privacy. look, they all look like, yeah, they're all of Mumford's sons. Yeah. And they're just like, they're like, can you take a picture? And I'm like, wow. Wow, this, these people are really growing up. This is this is scary. Yeah. Now you're you're not fat anymore. I'm still big. I'm still big. I'm still like girthy. But like boned because that's your like just your body type. Yeah, that's true. I am like a thick Russian. But when we first met, there was more of you. I was like, oh yeah. There's, I was, there's less. Of now you. I'm like clinically obese. I think at the time I met you, I was a- I was actually obese. Yeah. So I was a lot more Shrek then. Yeah. It was more Shrek, which like was kind of working for me. But then I would like, you know, get winded, getting out of a car. And, you know, I was just like, is this too much? Has like cancel culture come after you at all? I mean, cause you, a lot of your following is, you know, part of like the meme culture, but like you personally, have you gotten any pushback because things have been so real and so serious? Like, why would you be funny at a time like this? Right. I actually was worried about that. People are going to be like, how could you be such a big fucking stupid funny idiot while there's real like use your platform. But like my thing is like if you want real shit from like real people and like heart like there's so many outlets for that. I'm going to give you some dumb shit to like take you out of it for a second and like make you forget about it. So I think mostly like I tried to do as much shit as I could like when the fucking when it first hit. We gave like I gave away like a million dollars worth of babe worth of wine to like fucking I was giving out hooch because like everybody deserved to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Your nail salon truck was the greatest thing. Socially distanced manicure truck, glory holes for your hands, if you will. Totally. You can get a social and it was all free. We sent that thing like around the fucking country. You know, the meme of like the large naked black dude with his dick hanging. I did a deep dive on him and actually I ended up getting in touch with his brother. And now I've been speaking to like his whole family and we're trying to figure out like how to kind of like monetize like all this success with him so these are the ways in which i give you know what i mean which is like dig really deep on wardy joubert the third which is that guy's name but no like no cancel culture within that i mean i got i had canceled shit before which was like you know about like memes and stealing memes and all this shit but like interestingly enough when like cancel culture actually came up 
about like sexually harassing people. Like the one thing is like, I'm an idiot on the internet, but I'm like, I'm like a nice Jewish guy. So like, I haven't, nothing like that has happened to me. So yeah, I got canceled. I was getting canceled before people, like it was hot to get canceled. Are you married now? Or are you with somebody? Yeah. Or? I have like, a, yeah, I got a, I have like a woman, like someone, are you asking me if someone's capable, if anyone's capable of loving me? You did get married to a woman and they got divorced like the next day. And I remember that. Yeah. Thing. She was like a corn fed Midwesterner. Yeah. With like real big shoulders. Yeah. That was like for the look. Um, no, but now I have like a real relationship with a human. Um, and I am actually having a kid and obviously I've been like trying to turn the whole thing into performance art and she's like please don't do this but I am taking baby name suggestions I'm saying I'm down like my kid doesn't have to be named like blender like it doesn't have to be nuts like the kid's name could be Bruce I'm just looking for some fire how did you meet this woman I met her on the internet what do you mean how do people have sex with each other are you ready to be a dad yeah like whatever Right? It's good. I'm oh, getting, it's right. Good for content. I mean, did you not have a kid for content? Yeah, I mean, like it was, it went through my mind. No, I definitely did not have a kid for content, but then the kid shows up and you're like, you, you, you're going to help. Totally. Me. I mean, I'm already working on, you know, getting a big piece of bread, put the kid on with lettuce, tomato, pretend it's like in a fucking sandwich. Like I already got all kinds of shit. And she's not really complaining because like she knows what she signed up for. <laughs> like, she, exactly. She's with me willingly. So she yeah. knew obviously that we're going to turn this into something completely dumb. But I think I'm ready because I'm like kind of old. How uh, old are you now? I'm 38. So I'm like dumb. It's been a long time since you got expelled from all those schools. Yeah. No, I'm dusty as hell. Like I'm an ex-lennial for sure. Like I'm like, I'm for sure an ex-lennial. So I think I'm like pretty much ready because also like what else is there to do? You know, let's have let's have a kid. Talk to me about why did you get expelled from college? Just awesome shit. Classics. You know, like Van Wilder, you know, the movie. You ever seen that? Yeah, I got kicked out of high school. I kicked out of college. Just, you know, having a good time. I'm just a good. I'm just a fun guy. I'm just a good guy. And uh, I like having a good time. Uh, And it's really easy to get thrown out of a liberal arts school. I got thrown out of Skidmore. But Skidmore is not fun. They don't do sick shit over there. We, so you were doing sick shit and they were like, you can't do that here anymore. And so you had correct. to leave. Yeah. And then I went, went to SUNY Albany and like with a bunch of like Staten Island guys. And that's when things got fun. Like a bunch of guys who were like going to be firefighters with like foreskin. Yeah. Great. Good times. It was just like Skidmore was just more like Upper West Side, like private slave was more. It was, it was who I'd been hanging out with. You know, we're like shooting uh, baked potatoes out of a tennis ball machine and like, you know. Talking to you is, is such a workout because um, I'm trying to listen and like listen. trying to understand like what's real, what's not real, sure. what's happening. But I guess it's just all part of part of who you are. How do you how do you separate, though? And maybe you don't kind of Josh from the fat Jewish or is there no separation? Because I know you came up with that name initially when you were part of a rap trio. Yeah. You ever seen our stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You showed me actually. Yeah. We've good reps. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's again, I think that like the kid is a perfect example, which is just drawing lines of just like, you know, not everything can be like totally ridiculous and performative. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, like just, the kid's going to be real. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to fuck the kid up for sure. And like land the kid in like $600 an hour therapy for sure. But like, it's just not everything can be for the internet. Right. You can't do it all for the gram. Like some people just get like too open. You got to keep some shit off the internet. Because like, for you, is it going to be personal family stuff? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm, I wouldn't have a kid if I couldn't get content out of it because that would be ridiculous. But, you know, you got to like draw the line and like, you know, I want to fuck the kid up, but not too bad. You know, so like I try to keep my partner like super private. Um, some people are just like, it's so open. You know what I mean? Like some, you know, it's like influencers who are just like. They're just like, I just, hey, you guys, like, I just need to talk to you. Like, I just like, I have IBS and like things just get too intimate and real. And like, you got to keep some shit like in the, some shit's got to be like kept in the dark. Like we don't all need to know everything. I don't consider myself an influencer at this point. Also, I'm like getting too old for this shit. 
in the words of Danny Glover. Ten years ago, I was, you know, on a slip and slide covered in marinara, but like, that's just not a good look for like a 38-year-old. Like, I'm friends with some like older guys who are still just like, they need constant content, like constant YouTube shit, and it just gets crazy. So I've really transitioned into like kind of mentoring the next generation of complete and utter morons and not doing it myself because eventually you're just like the old dude at the party and it's pretty weird. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I want to make sure that we get to it because I'm interested also in the business side mm-hmm. of what you do. Can you, can you walk me through that? Both like the fat Jewish as a business, what that looks like. How many people work for you? 
Like, how do you make money? And then when Swish came about and that process. Yeah, I mean, I was basically like the first influencer. So brands were coming to me and being like, can we pay you? They didn't fucking know anything. I would just like make up acronyms. I'd be like, I can get you guys 400 million KPM BCs. And they were like, hell yeah, let's (laughs) let's pay them. Let's go to lunch. Because like guys didn't know what was going on. But, you know, as the influencer bubble grew and like I just basically was like, I don't want to do this. This is weird. I'm not an influencer. Like I didn't want to be part of that. I think that's how I get labeled. But that's not it's not who I am. And I think I pretty quickly was like, you know what? Like if I'm like the thing that's different between me and like other people like that, like big like accounts like mine is that I don't like you'll go up and like. I'm not going to name any names, but some of these big accounts, they're like in like so like Sunsplash Soho lofts. And it's just like people like looking for content on computers. It's like the sounds of keys clicking. And they're like, it's like funded by VCs. And like, it's all fucking, it's very like corporate. And they're like, let's find a video. Like, you know, it turned out like Daquan was like some like Middle Eastern dude who was like working in a content farm. But I was never like that. Like I was just posting photos like while drunk and like in a bed. Like it was never like that. So I was like, I was just like, I don't want to do this. But the one and the other thing that's different is, is that like those types of accounts, they don't talk to the people like I talk to everyone who DMs me. I answer every DM, you know, not if they're like if it's like some weird spam, but anyone who comes into me, I'm constantly like talking, which is funny for people because people will get like really drunk and talk shit to me. Yeah. You know, and, and they're like, right back. They're like, fuck you. You're a hack. And then I'm like, oh, hey, then I'll be like, what's up, man? Didn't think I'd see this, huh? And then they're like, oh, my God, I love you. We should hang out. I'm coming to New York. And I'm like, it's kind of a weird way to start it. Like, yeah. you just really told me you fucking hate me. I mean, now I don't really have the time as much, but people invited me places like I've officiated like 11 weddings, I've gone to like quinceañeras. Like if you invited me to some shit, like some some like finance bros invited me to like fly in a private jet while they like did coke and just hang out with them. And I was like, I would never be trapped in this like sky prison with a bunch of like coked up finance bros. I turned that down. But in general, it wasn't about the money. Nobody paid me. It's just like if you invited me, I was down to chill because like I'm a real fuck in person and I'm trying to make real memories. And I definitely put myself in like dangerous situations where like murder was highly possible. Like just like when I went to the south of France, like hung out with some weird Saudi guys, like on a boat, like just we, they just paid for a plane ticket. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. And so I'm all up in the DMs. And I just like when you create an audience, like when you create like a group of people that's like kind of like you're a real person, it's tight like that. I was like, I feel like I should do something better than just like taking a check and being like, you guys, I love this thing. And so we basically just like, I fucking talked to my audience and just like fucking, we just like, we're just friends. Like It's like one giant sleepover. You know, it's like a big sleepover and we're all on Molly. Um, and some of them hate me, <laughs> but like they're there anyway. And then just kind of like through that, I was just like, what the fuck do you guys want? What should we do? Like, I want to make a thing. I want to make something. Like, I'm not trying to just like, you know, do these weird branded things. And so everyone was fucking drinking rosé, right? Rosé is fucking slutty. We always call it like the slutty cousin of wine. You drink it cold. You just like, it doesn't matter. And At that time, like, it was weird. Like, once I started, like, looking into it, I was just like, you know what? Everyone's drinking rosé, right? No one's, like, smelling it and being like, oh, the the nutty notes of, like, tangerine. Just Just drink it. Like, you just make it cold, drink it, and then, like, text your ex 300 times. And I was just like, why don't we? No one knows the name of a brand of rosé. That's what really got me. Like, you just, like, walk into a store and you were just like, give me some fucking rosé. You know, make it pink, make it cute. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to a pool party and I'm going to make terrible decisions with my body and my, you know, and my self-respect.
perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Like, why can't we like make wine like more fucking popping? Because like wine is sick, right? It's like the oldest fucking drink. Like people are getting fucked up on it for hundreds, thousands of years. But it's got this like dusty, you know, it's all dusty. It's like guys in little glasses being like, oh, like my turtleneck, you know, which by the way, I'm down. I love charcuterie. I love I'm down with wine shit. But like there's a lowbrow wine scene. There's a real housewives fucking ice in your Chardonnay you know, fucking pouring rosé in your eyeball scene that no one was really capitalizing on. So I was like, why don't we do it? Let's put it in a fucking can, make it fucking slutty, and we'll just do it. Because, like, why couldn't we? I was a huge fan of, and we ended up doing a deal with with Anheuser-Busch, but I was a huge fan of, like, Budweiser. Like, I'm a fucking shitty beer guy. I love, like, a foamy, garbage, bum-pissed domestic. And I was like, why don't we bring wine to that level? You know what I mean? Because people are doing it, but there's no brand for it. Um, obviously, there was box wine and, like, slap the bag. and like. You know, so that was... White girl rosé. Yeah, we put it in a bottle. We didn't even know how to do a can. No one had put sparkling wine in a can. So we were just like, let's put it in a bottle. We'll get it popping. See if people want this. And this is with your internal team that was yeah. helping you just kind of run your... We like called a guy that like someone knew that had some wine. It was so... I was... At that time, I was writing TV shows. And they would like go to a pilot and then or not. And then like I'd sell it. And then we'd move on to the next one. Because none of them were that good. Um, but it was fine. You could keep getting checks off that. And I was like getting paid by craftsman tools to like sit in a giant you know craftsman tools was like we want you to do a super bowl commercial this is like in early 15 and i was like i want you to because at that time i was just like fuck it i don't care if i get the brand deals or not so i'll just troll them and see how much they'll let me get away with and i was like build me like a huge bowl and fill it with chili and i'm gonna sit in it you can google it it's like and i was just like if they they're gonna say no and i'll be like fuck it but they were like great sounds like sounds disruptive and experiential and like hyper local sticky you know like a million yeah, buzzwords yeah, like yeah, nobody yeah, knows yeah, super authentic to- super authentic they were like this is a hyper multi-vertical like cloud iterated end-to-end disruptive experiential like multi-screen vertical whatever these people say and so i'm in a giant thing of chili so i was getting checks from that and i was trying to get i was trying to wean off of that teat i was with the guys that i was writing tv shows with and the guys i was doing stuff like that with and my partners were the guys who wrote um they wrote a book called white girl problems which is like about like a fictional socialite but it's just like two good-looking fuckable jewish brothers who write that and so we were like let's put it in let's you know let's we just like found a guy that had wine and we put in a bottle and we just like bought some with our own money just put our own fucking money up bought enough and then just like everything went crazy fresh direct called and bought it all like in a day and then we like we didn't know any of the fucking rules like i tried to sell it out of the trunk of my mom's car with ice in the trunk and then they like tried to suspend it like we almost got our license taken away like in the first week because like you can't do that much chill shit with booze all the shit that i was doing that was completely out of bounds and ridiculous and like borderline somewhat palatably offensive the liquor people are like Ugh, like the nerds you know they're not they're not down so then we from there we put it in a can and it just kind of went and that was Babe. That's Babe. What was the time difference between White Girl Rosé and Babe? One year. What, really? Did you find somebody, like another distributor, who could actually create the same kind of sparkly wine and put it into a can? Well, that's the nice thing about Rosé, right? Is like, no one gives a shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one knows. So, like, I think we just, we found, like, a different wine. Because, like, no one really knows. And for us, like, the thing about Rosé is it needs to be good. It doesn't need to be that good. Ours is about fucking brand and it's about having fun. It's about, you know, it's about making bad decisions. It's about, like, being part of it. So, I think we switch batches and as long as it's close enough, it's close enough. And the wine was good. We wanted to make sure the wine was good because I think the bar was really low, right? People were like fat Jewish put out a wine, right? Like, it's going to be cool. I'll buy it one time. It seems interesting, but like it's... Direct to consumer? So people are just doing... No, no. This was like in stores. This was in stores. Who was cutting all those deals? Were the stores just coming to you? Uh, Stores were coming to us. 
Fresh Direct called, DM me the first day and was like, we'll buy it all. The first day we sold White Girl Rosé on the internet, there was no White Girl Rosé. It didn't even exist. We photoshopped the label, put it on, and they already bought it. And we were like, oh, fuck. We should probably get some wine. <laughs> um, because our whole thing was like, if we put this up, and we do this a lot. Like, I do this a lot. Like, I'll put up something that's photoshopped and be like, do you guys like this? And if everyone's like, this is dog shit, I'm like, I'm kidding. I would never do this. Yeah. But then if they're like, we love it, I'm like, good thing, because it's coming out in two weeks. Yeah. Like, you can totally <laughs> just like focus group shit. And like, I just feel like the people who follow me think like, feel like I'm not just like shilling to them constantly. Cause I'm not like Instagram has become, there's just a lot of shill. That was not my angle. Like I'm a complete shit bag, but not like that. I just didn't want you to feel like this was a platform. Where I was just trying to like make some, you know, I was like, do you guys think this is cool? Do you want this? Whatever. I'm going to make it fucking cheap. Um, I'm going to make it cheap and it's going to get you absolutely torched. How many people work for you? At that time, there were like four of us. So my office space situation is I always take offices that are like, I always want it to be like as like conversation worthy as possible. So before the wine, my office was in a nail salon in Queens. So I was like in the bed, like I rented out like a waxing room, which was sick. And then, which I love those ladies, like shout out to the whole, to the whole squad. And then after that, our first wine office was, we took the office directly upstairs from One Oak, the nightclub on 17. Yeah, I remember that. And so like the, the sound check would like shake the floor and like bottle girls would be like smoking Newport lights. And like, it was awesome. Like, like, cause we we were right our office was right across from their like changing room like green like lounge it was really really sick like there were fist fights between like bottle girls like i absolutely loved it because i want to you know let's make it fun i'm not gonna like take some office and just be like this is our office we're not doing that so we did that there were like four of us now so then we- so there are four of you managing your business uh on social uh-huh. all the brand deals yeah. you yeah. where your calendar mm-hmm. where you're going yeah. and also building out a liquor business yes and i think that like to be like serious for a second like that that i think is one of the main things i'm kind of transitioning into is that like like people on the internet now like people have amazing ideas right but no one actually knows how to execute and i think if people look at me a little bit inspirationally they're just like this this moron did it i could do it and i want to inspire them like that but no one actually knows how to build things because what happens is is with the internet you end up seeing it distilled down into like the final image so like what you're going to see is you would end up seeing me like pouring rosé on myself in a kiddie pool or whatever completely dumb disposable content we were doing but like it was horrible. The internet is an amazing amplification tool. It's amazing for fucking, you know, for getting the word out there, for like getting customer awareness, but like you still got to do all the horrible shit. And I think we kept it purposely so that people were like, is he, a, is he like a brand ambassador? But like we did all the shit. Like I was at a fucking meeting with like distributors in like Phoenix with like some guys in like short ties being like, you could do internet with wine? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, look, we wanted to get into wine also because the bar was very low. There were no cool brands. There was no cool shit. And like everything in my life, I've always tried to set the bar low and step right over it. So now we're like the bad boys of wine. But that required us to do a ton of legwork to like get the industry to understand what it was we were doing because nobody had done it like that. And also no one had really sort of no one had really sort of reverse engineered the proposition, which was like create the create like the audience first, then put out the product. I think the way that people normally right the way people normally do it is is like you know they create a product and, and help people come. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey guys, do you love this? But I was just like, what's up, you fucking maniacs? Like, what do you guys want? And they were all like, Rose, we have a drinking problem. You're like, here it comes. Eight million people at that time were like, we all have a drinking problem. And I was like, well, then I'm gonna give you like we also wanted to like reinvent wine events, so we like you know we have crazy we had crazy wine parties, you know, like all kinds of ridiculous shit because wine parties now are you know traditionally are charcuterie which again i love but like not that lit we had to learn how to do absolutely 
fucking everything. Right. And do you get down and dirty? Do you do the work too? Yeah, all of it. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm getting at, which is that like, I think a lot of the, like, I think people don't know that. And a lot of kids come to me and are like, some of them have really, really great ideas. I mean, some of them are horrible, but like also follow your stupid dreams always. But like people, people DM me and are like, what are your, like, here's an idea that I have. And I'm just like, all right, well, how are you? And again, I'm responding to all the DMs. So I'm just like, you know, how, how I'm like, how are you going to, no one actually knows how to do anything. Right. Cause I think at this point, like, you know, the, the older generations like had no good ideas. I mean, I guess except for like, you know, Steve Jobs, but whatever. Boomers are mad stupid. Kids have unfucking believable ideas, but building things is really hard. You can't just slap it on the internet and just be like, boom, I've got a CBD sock company. Like, let the fucking millions roll. You got to do so much fucking horrible shit. So we built it brick by brick. Like I was the, the stuff that I've had to, the stuff I had to do to get that wine off the ground was truly, truly horrible. Like I didn't like, blow anybody but like i honestly i i might as well have i would have rather actually not thinking back on like the things i had to do like going to a meeting with like some grocery store in like ohio and just like dancing for them and just being like and then being like it's a guy with a head dildo with a wine like what do we know about this we're fucking you know i don't want to name i could probably get in so much trouble i have like eight because now we're owned by anheuser bush so they they have a media team that listens to everything i do they're like, I take a shit. And they're like, what's up with that shit you took? Like a lawyer is calling me being like, what's up with the shit you took? Like, did we clear that? So, I mean, it's what happens when you sell out. But we built it brick by fucking brick. We did all the work ourselves. It's There were no like adults in the room. It wasn't like, oh, we like handed it off to the grownups and then we made wacky internet content. We did the whole fucking thing ourselves. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. 
Did you did you build it to sell it? No, I don't think so. And in fact, we had gotten other offers from like kind of like wine companies and they weren't going to know what to do with it. The reason we went with Anheuser-Busch, Anheuser-Busch approached us in 2018. So we had been doing Babe for like two years. And Anheuser-Busch, like they do cool shit, you know? Um, they have fucking, you know, they have fucking, you know, Natty and like all these, you know, they have Bush. They do cool stuff. So we were like, we want to be the beer of wine. We really do. Like, we want that kind of vibe. Um, we want, like, I want some guy in fucking rural Virginia, like some fucking toothless party animal, drinking fucking Pinot Grigio. That's never happened before. So why don't we do that? Why don't we bring wine to everybody? And we really have been able to do that. We're the official wine of the NFL now, which is like what Anheuser-Busch has did that. Um, that's like been the power of like them being, I mean, you know, them being in the room. And like the people now that are drinking this shit is unbelievable. It's like, it's, I mean, we always had like older, we always had like, uh, like we always had like a wide range of demographics. There were always older white women like drinking our shit being like, I love your memes, you know, like don't know what a meme is called. But um, now it's just like middle-aged men named like Rick who are like, fuck yeah. Like this fucking, yeah, man. What is this? Yeah. We didn't build it to sell it, but when AB came along, we were like, this is fucking perfect because the wine companies weren't going to able to get us into the NFL. And like, we just became the official sponsor of like monster truck rally. So like, I, it's just like, I, you know, for me, so you're, you're still involved. I'm still involved. That was the deal. The deal. Yes. They kept me on and I've been, it's been like a year and a half now. And like, now they let me do like my thing. Like I, now I don't have to go to the meetings. Like they don't, they desperately do not want me going to meetings anymore. And like Phoenix with like distributors, they have like tons of like really smart people who do shit like that, that like aren't me. We got it done. Um, but now they let me build like, you know, glory hole manic your trucks and like sponsor fucking you know monster truck rally we have a babe monster truck with a woman like a she's in a full babe uniform and she just like straight crush it's amazing it's so fucking sick and like you know guys in all realtree are like crushing rosé and it's re- it's very funny um and i get i get something out of that but you know the point is like i think a lot of people probably think that i was just there to like kind of just be like in the banana suit just being like drink it ah while like someone builds it but we really built it and now i'm trying to pass that on because i just like the kids really i get bombarded with dms of just such good ideas i put it out there a lot i'll be like who's got an idea like shark tank night you know like i'm i want to i'm either going to help you or give you money tell me your idea but what's become very clear is that like no one actually they're just like here's my fucking idea and i'm like that's fire but then what what next? Like, how do you actually get started? Like, what do you do? You know? Um, and I think, I guess now I'm sort of the adult in the room and that's really fucking scary. You're about to have a baby. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, I don't have an official next thing that I'm doing, but I'm like really, I've really started moving to the space of like helping the kid, even like the influencers, like no one knows how to do deals. No one knows how to do anything. Like sure. we're old enough, but like, well, if you thought about starting an agency, you know, like I think at one point I thought about starting like a VC, but at the moment, my kind of obsession is just like giving tools to like entrepreneurs and shit. Honestly, like dead ass, which I know sounds like super, but like the people who do that stuff. And again, I don't want to name. I've gotten it's just so much hot water for just constantly calling people out. And I don't want to call people out. Like, I don't want to name names, but like Gary V. <laughs> I'm just saying like people who do this entrepreneurial kind of shit, like they're just like none of it's done right. They're just like, get out there and like find a baseball card in the gutter and sell it. Like, get off your ass. And like, it's all so weird. And like, none of it really resonates. And like, so, and I just think everyone fucking wants to do killer shit. And like, nobody wants to work at a normal job anymore. And I think that that's fine if in fact you're actually going to be down to do the hard work. So I'm kind of like sort of right now, just like kind of like working in that space and like trying to help in any way I can. These kids don't pay me. I'm just like, fuck it. I've given, I've already given away a bunch of money to kids who just had fire ideas. I was like, just keep me in the loop. I'll VC it. I'm not even taking a cut. I don't care. Just got lost in your teeth for a second. Did you? You have great teeth. <laughs> Jesus. How much money did you spend 
uh, setting up the the wine business. Do you remember? I, you're spending so, all. Because you said you're spending all your own money. Like, what was your initial bought, investment? We bought seven. So we bought literally like we bought seventy five thousand dollars worth of rosé from like some guy that some other guy knew in like central California, like in like meth country, which I guess also has vineyards. And we bought seventy five thousand dollars worth of rosé, and then we flipped it for a hundred and fifty, and then we like we created a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of more rosé, and just kept on flipping. That was it. It was it was seventy five thousand dollars. Like seventy five thousand dollars of the actual alcohol. What about? What about the the bottling and all that? Where that that was the total cost. That was the total cost to like buy the juice, put it in the bottle, and just be like, who wants it? And you had a separate company that would bottle it and box it. Yeah, we had we found like some little Italian man and like um again in like meth country, you know, somewhere really cute just outside Fresno. You know, it's beautiful up there. Oh, it's really beautiful. It was funny when we went to our winery the first time. Like I'm used to like a Hamptons winery, you know, where you're like you're at like Channing Daughters and people are like riding tandem bicycles and like eating like you know people are eating avocado toast. But we went, it looked like a you know. Ukrainian factory where people work until they die. Yeah, it was horrible. That's where our wine came from. <laughs> so we just like found a guy. We just made it work because like no one has the answers. That's what I'm saying. Like we could have just like turned the keys over to some like, you know, wine guys, but like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. That's what I've learned. Seriously, there are no fucking rules. And like, I know that's easier said than done. And I'm like not telling you to quit your job and I'm not telling you to like, don't start your like CBD monocle company tomorrow because that may be a really bad idea. Like I don't even know what a CBD monocle is, but like you got to like think this through, but like really no one has all the answers. You can bait. Like if I can start a fucking wine company, like you can do whatever. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, think about that. Like I started a wine company. You did start a wine company. Like anyone could do anything at this point. Is, is the deal amount public? Like how much you guys sold for? No, that's the one thing that had to be quiet. Yeah, they've let me do a lot. Anderson Bush lets me do a lot. But you bought a cool place in Miami. Yeah, so there's that. Bought a sexy, bought a sexy place in Miami. Yeah, where I can eat fucking, you know, Philadelphia rolls, sexy sushi. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And I think for us, it was also more about creative control because I didn't want to like just sell it off. And like, I wasn't trying to like just break out and just be like, all right, guys, like, here you go. I'm still like super involved. I mean, the company has like a hundred employees. That's wild. That's wild. And I have to like speak at things. Like I speak at the Anheuser. And I listen to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not really. Like I come in and I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Like they don't like actually listen to me, but they just like, it's a good time. I plan like the Christmas party, you know, like I do certain things that keep it, you know. Um, but I speak at like the Anheuser-Busch National Convention. So like, you know, I try to keep it fun. You know, I'm coming out in fucking assless pink chaps and, you know. And like, here's the guy we gave all this money to. For totally. This idea. And then I speak to like, you know, 4,000 like distributors from like North Carolina who were just like, fuck yeah, fat Jew. Like they're just like, oh shit. And they probably hate Jewish people, but like they <laughs> love me. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they sort of, they trot me out as needed, but it's been like really good. And they let me do wild shit. They're letting me do, you know, they're letting me do manicure trucks and whatever I want. Um, so that's fucking cool. But yeah, like we really, I, I think we purposely kept it under wraps that I was like very much involved with like the brick, brick and like the real like brick on brick. Like that's, that's not a saying um, of like building it uh, brick by brick. Yeah. But um, because I didn't want it to, I, I wasn't going to be on Instagram being like, yo, like rise and grind, baby. Like another day on the grind. Like oh, we're at the office. I was just like, I want it to be fun. But then now that we've like sort of like have kind of gotten some distance from it, I've, I've been sort of kind of talking about how I actually did the work yeah. and I'm not as stupid as you thought. Um, uh, last thing before you go, uh, when, when I asked you to do this podcast, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's that real estate guy. Right. And I said it was, it was called Big Money Energy. What did you think? Did you think about the title at all? Or you just show up and go where your calendar tells you to go? <laughs> no, I thought it was sick. I think you do awesome shit. 
I do. I think almost everyone does terrible shit, but you do really, really good stuff. Um, which is why, and you know, we again, we can't. You don't have to say that. No, I would openly shit. On you. We um, should actually go look for a place. But can you get me on the show? Yeah, of course. That's the only. I know that's the only way you'd ever actually buy something if there's content attached to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're good pricing. Yeah. No, the market's total terrible. It has to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a pandemic. Because people were like, we're going to Amagansett, and like we're gonna pod with yeah our, into Miami with you. Yes, but like then people like don't want to be because again, like we were talking about this before we or maybe we were filming. The, the city is. I love this. I think this is really good for New York. I think it's a cultural reset. No, 100%. Yeah, don't agree with me. You no, but it is. No, I, I tell everybody, they're like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, dude, the board has just been wiped clean. Totally. It's it, it was either going to be slow and painful for the next five years or right. boom. Totally. You know? Because I'm telling you, man, like I grew up here and like you just don't see the stuff you like when I grew you just didn't see you don't see the stuff that I saw growing up anymore. And some of that stuff is really enriching. You know, you don't see a, I saw a homeless man on Prince and Bowery. He uh, shit into a suitcase and then he zipped it up and he just matter of factly rolled it away. And I was like and it was two o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. And I was like and it was in front of like some like, you know, overpriced like brunch spot that has now closed <laughs> and is like covered in graffiti. And I was like, this is good. This is what we need. This is what New York needs. Because the thing was just getting weird. There you go. Yeah. It's a great way that we should end this. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, man. You were the best. And then, and also, like, I'm going to, should I read this book? I haven't read a book in like 11 years. Should I, should this be the first book I read in like 11 years? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, listen, if anyone who's listening, watching, has a really, really terrible, crappy, shitty idea, uh, the fat Jewish just made a lot of money by selling beer wine. And so he'll give you his money. I'm an idea Santa. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. If you're ready to take action today based on the fat Jewish's entire blueprint for how he got to where he is, go to bigmoneyenergy.com slash podcast to download an action plan that I put together for you as well as the show notes. That's bigmoneyenergy.com slash podcast. Find more podcasts like Big Money Energy on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Money Energy is hosted by me, Ryan Serhant. It's produced by Mike Coscarelli and Joe Laresca and executive produced by Lindsay Hoffman. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 